0: Welcome to When Ghosts Speak with Melissa and Marianne.
1: Well, hello everybody. Welcome back. We got an interesting topic this time. I don't think we've ever even touched base—well, not too much in depth—on Wednesday mornings. I think there's only been like one reference to this topic, right? Because I think a lot of people would like
0: to blame somebody or something for their divorce because they never saw it coming. And you might be surprised how much ghosts can do to to bring this about. Oh, no. You can bring a ghost home from anywhere you go. It doesn't make any difference. And one will follow either you or your husband. You know, a ghost Mm -hmm. will... A girl might like the way a guy looks. A guy might look the way a girl looks, and he's going to follow him home. Why? Well, they couldn't be cute or pretty or handsome or wealthy or really built or stacked or whatever word you want to use. But some it's they
1: snack now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. But it, it, if they want to, they're going to come home with you, and. Unless you got a charm on, you have no choice. They're going to come home with you. And it's very similar to what ghosts try to do to get rid. What they try to do is get rid of the spouse when they come home. If Mm -hmm. they like you and you're married to a guy, they're going to make the guy miserable. Vice versa. Anything to cause problems. And if they're in the house long enough, It really starts working on the individuals. And then you add on top of that, they need your energy. And so now you're tired all the time. You're moody all the time. Mm -hmm. And if that doesn't do it, they can take it to a new level. Let me use one example of what happened to this one couple. Uh, Married couple, about seven years no problems. His name was John. They went to, John had a business where he would take clients to lunch or dinner, schmoozing. That's that's what he did. And nice looking guy, 26, 27 years old. I mean, really, really nice. And this particular day, he went to a men's club with a couple clients there. It's always like what he used to do. Hey guys, let's go to lunch. Where do you want to go? Well, still and, up. why, why is that always there? <laughs> well, because the wives aren't around. Why don't we go to the, you know, and it's a lunch, big deal. So yeah, you know, there's always an excuse. Hmm. So they went to this men's club And they were having, you know, their lunch and everything. And lo and behold, there is a little girl there, about 21 years old. And she is an earthbound spirit. Her stage name is Cookie. And (laughs) seriously, there was another house where the girl's name was Muffy. But that's said. Oh, so
1: man.
0: yeah, well, you know, you need a stage name. And so this girl just had, she had gotten killed in a in a car accident. Oh, maybe 12, 14 months before that. Who wants to be dead at 2122? Nobody. Right. She was having fun. So she let her white light go. She did not go into the white light. And when guys would come in either lunch, anytime they would come in. She would walk over to the tables where they were either sitting, drinking, eating, talking, whatever. She'd blow in their ear, run her hand through their hair, maybe, you know, just run her finger around their chin, just enough where the guys would go, wow, this place is really something. You know, I really can get into this. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it, it wasn't hurting anything, and she liked the way you know she could give somebody a shiver, or make them you know look around like like who did that, mm-hmm. or where's the breeze coming from? And what happened is when they all got up to leave, she went home with John. Now John was very fit, very cute. I don't know, let's use handsome. As a matter of fact, when I met him to clear the house, I would have sworn that I was talking to John Kennedy Jr. That's how cute he was. So I followed him like, "Hey, that's exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly right." And in in Cookie's world. His wife, Jenny, was just not doing all she could to make him real happy. And she thought she had better ideas, but she had to get rid of her or make him not like her so that he would divorce or whatever. So she started by just keeping in her face where it made her tired and cranky, headaches, headaches you know, the lower intestinal problem. Mm -hmm. And John kept saying to her, go to the doctor. What's wrong with you? And actually, the more he suggested that, it seems like the angrier she got because she really didn't think anything was wrong with her. Then stuff started missing. An earring, a shoe. Her panties were in the drawer that they shouldn't have been in one of her little nighties ended up in his dresser drawer. This was just really aggravating her. And she really thought that he was trying to get rid of her. Just mess was... with her to mess with her kind of. Exactly. Yeah. They did not have children, which in this case was, you know, a, a good thing, but definitely this went on for about eight months. And she kept upping it. She would, he, she would go down in her basement. Jenny would go down in her basement while she was down there. She turned all the lights off. And if Jenny was upstairs in the bathroom taking a shower, she would make it where all the water was ice cold. And, and it, she, she really thought that John was doing this to her. So she got really disgusted. And she decided just to go to uh, to see an attorney. She said she didn't really divorce, but she figured that if she went to an attorney and got a legal separation, that that would make put him
1: on the straight and narrow if he really wanted to stay married. But she means business to knock off with all of the pranks, you know, and the right.
0: Thought he was going through some crisis of his own and and what happened. Now, Jenny knew that John would go to these clubs with clients. That never bothered her. It was business. She, you know, they had a nice living. She didn't really care. It was fine with her. And she came to a talk that I was giving at a library. And the talk. Uh, the book signing talk is, it, and, and people were there. There were probably 120, 130 people there. When we got all done, there was a lineup. People were buying books, talking, and she came up. Now, as most people know, I will never walk up to somebody and say, You have a ghost attached to you, mm. or you
1: have negative energy on you. It's not my business. You won't even tell me and I've given you carte permission like the minute you see something and you're like, nope, you still have to ask. <laughs> I, I, it's it's
0: not my business. I mean, <laughs> there are a few instances where I've stepped in. If I see somebody really being physically abused or sexually abused or a child pedophiles in the house, of course I will. But a regular person just no, I just don't do that. So she's standing in line, and, you know, when I stand in front of a group, I can look around, and I can see if somebody's attached to somebody or somebody's lingering, a ghost is lingering over somebody, and they will, or I can see negative energy on somebody, too, if they're in a crowd. But again, unless it's asked, I don't say anything. So she's in line. I there were like three people in front of her and she was fidgeting and she came up and she bought the book and I'm waiting because I always mention in a talk, you need to ask me. It's not this big secret. You need to ask me. And I'm thinking, please ask me, please ask me. Cause I could see this residue all over her and earthbound residue If you were out at a party last night and somebody was smoking a cigar and you came home and you took your sweater off and you put it on the chair, and in the morning you were running to the store, you grabbed your sweater to go and it smelled like cigar smoke. That was cigar smoke residue on you. You weren't smoking a cigar, but it's still on you. Same thing happens with earthbound spirits. If they are in your house, you are going to have residue on you. And it was pretty strong on her because Cookie was really working this. She was always in her face. Surprisingly, the girl did not come with her to the talk. And I thought, huh. So she comes up to me, she tells me who she wants it, you know, made out to. And I'm, I'm Writing really slow because I really want her to ask me if there's something (laughs) attached to me or, or, or to her or not. And she doesn't. So I grab a business card and I hand it to her. And I said, it might be a good idea if you call me. And she just looked at me and she said, "Okay." And I said, well, think about it.
1: That would be the closest I would come to saying something to somebody. Right. Like everything I have said today, does it sound familiar? Please let the light bulb above your head go on. (laughs) Get a clue.
0: (laughs) That's right. First day, nothing. Second day, nothing. Third day, there's a call from Jenny. I was so happy when I heard this call. So I do call her. and. She said to me, first of all, she said I got home and I started. Now the the talk was over. We were well. You have to be out of a library by nine o'clock, or the cops are there to escort you out. Any library that happens at. And so by nine o'clock, by nine thirty, she was home. She started reading the book, and she was going to just read a
1: couple chapters. Well, she never went to bed till she finished the book, which." For some may or may not have done that with books before. I mean, just one more chapter. And now I might as well just finish it. <laughs> and that's what happened with Jenny?
0: <laughs> well, I'm asking her some questions. And she starts talking about John. And the mess that's in the house. I said to her, there is a... Really pretty girl in your house, a young girl, 21, 22, maybe, from the way she's dressed,
1: because she had her stage outfit on. Or not dressed at this point. (laughs) And what was there was pretty see through. So it may have
0: been, uh, nothing would have been pretty much the same. If she had had nothing on, I said to her, I said, do you and your husband go to any kind of um, adult entertainment clubs?
1: She said, no, why would I do that? And I said, how about your husband? Right. What about the other in this equation? (laughs) There's two of you. Mm -hmm. She said, well, not on a
0: regular basis, she says, but what on occasion some of his clients want to go to these places. I said, how often? She says, maybe once every three or four months. And this has been going on for about eight months. I said, but why don't you see if you can pin And she had told me her husband's name was John. If you can pin down John when he was there around that time. Mm. She said, you know, I do remember exactly when he went because he ended up that day with the flat tire. And I had to call AAA. She said, so I know exactly when it was. She said, let me check a calendar. She knew it. As soon as she said the date, Cookie's just looking at her and shaking her head from side to side. And I'm thinking, oh, she nailed it. That's exactly where this little chickie came from, from the men's club. I said, what is your husband going to think about this? Or are you going to tell him? She says, well, can't you just come over and get rid of her? Does he have to be here? I said, we can't see that this girl, because I didn't know her name at this point, that this girl is going to not go to work with him. Mm-hmm. do we know this? I said, no, you're going to have to tell him. She says, well, that may take some doing. And I said, okay. Well, she had filed that legal separation. And he wasn't going to make any waves. He didn't really believe in any of this. We're sitting down and I pretty much told him where Cookie was from, I now knew her name. And Cookie is standing behind him, running her hands up and down his cheek. And I'm thinking to myself, well, you are really bold. Mm -hmm. You know, do that in front of people. But you know, some people at that age,
1: they're having fun. They don't really care. It happens even if you're dead. And you're the only one that can watch her do it anyway. So, yes, Who cares? I mean, yeah. That's right. Who cares? <laughs> she doesn't care. Because what am I going to do? Oh, yay. This person can see me. <laughs> I'm like, just you wait.
0: <laughs> you're in for a little shock, Cookie. Your Cookie is going to crumble here pretty soon. So <laughs> we went ahead and I started telling John about Cookie. And he said, you know what? He said, I almost remember somebody that worked there by that name. And I said, wow, you've been going there for a while then. And he said, well, if that's where the clients want to go, that's where I go. And he said, okay. And so I told him everything I wanted to tell him. He still wasn't real. Yeah, I knew I he was. Stay. Mm-hmm. He, he still had questions. So, okay. I said, I asked Cookie, who was he with? Do you remember? Mm-hmm. She said, I do. And I said, No, nah. I said, I bet you really don't. Because I didn't know if she was just playing me or if she really knew. I thought, okay. if I sort of. It's a challenger. And, you know, this is not me with this job. This is being a mother and knowing how to act with people that age. Mm-hmm. I said, who was there? She said, two other men beside him. And I looked at Jen. I said, you were there with two people? He said, yeah. I was like, well, I wouldn't go just with one. It was like, well, of course I'd be there with two them. I said, do you remember who they were? She said, the one man was short and he drank like three drinks in a row. And I look over at John when I said that and he just sort of looked at me with his eyes a little wide, said the other man was really tall. He left right after he ate and apparently, according to Cookie, He had a really bad toupee. on. (laughs) I thought John was going to fall off his chair. Because that's exactly who he was having lunch with that day. So he knew it was on the up and up and that everything I had said was true. He said, that's it. I'm never going to go to one of these clubs again. I'm never taking a client to one of these clubs. I said, You can go anywhere you want. Just wear your seeds so nobody follows you home. I Mm said, that will take care of it. I says if you can work somebody at a club and make money for your job, why would you give that up? And that's what I tell anybody. Don't change your lifestyle because some ghost has attached to you. It can be removed and you can be protected. Change your lifestyle because some ghost has attached to you. It can be removed and you can be protected.
1: It took- now, did they end up staying together once they got rid of Cookie?
0: They did. They went to marriage counseling. I sent them to a marriage counselor that usually refers me to people that have this problem. If she suspects that's what the problem is when she counsels people. So it wasn't going to be somebody that, oh, really? You went to what kind of person, and you had what attached to you? It's easier, and I've got enough. If I had a Rolodex, enough names in there that I could figure out who to send them to.
1: Well, if this one's full, not accepting. Try this one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's right.
1: And that is how.
0: Now this is not. A unique situation. This can happen to any married couple. The the thing is, it's got to be caught fast enough Mm. before you say something. Once it's out of your mouth, you can't take it back. And people can be so hurtful when they're angry at one another or they want out of something. So be very careful whatever you say can come back someday and hurt you. So you really have to be careful sometimes what you say. And if the marriage was on solid grounds before the ghost walked in, getting rid of what's ever there will usually take care of the problem.
1: Now, I know, I think we mentioned on our Wednesday morning live chats, um, the story where there was like the shirts that kept showing up that a ghost was bringing from like the neighbors because they didn't like one of the spouses. That's right. And I think that's like the only time we've ever touched base on this topic before, but the fact that it was planting false evidence to get rid of. And I don't remember which spouse was trying to be ushered out of the situation. The husband was mad at the wife because he kept finding these huge XXX
0: undershirts in his drawer, and the man didn't wear more than a size medium. Mm -hmm. And he couldn't understand where these were coming from. And that, yeah, that ghost did a lot of things like that, too. As a matter of fact, that ghost was really, I I thought, annoying. He would hide uh, her mail and thought her husband was doing it. And uh, this, I mean, some of these... If the ghost was devious, sneaky when
1: they were alive, they're still going to be devious and sneaky mm-hmm. when they're dead. They have that same personality.
0: Yes, indeed.
1: It, it makes me wonder then, like, how many, and I'm not going to say at by any means, like, this is true in all cases, but how many relationships um, where there's suspected like gaslighting going on?
0: Could easily be a ghost
1: yeah, because it's
0: subtle enough where, you know, some, some deranged person didn't go to that man's neighbor's house and take his undershirts and put him in the drawer. I mean, mm-hmm. no live person is going to do that. If a live person wants to take your wife away from you or your husband away from you, you know. They're
1: going to do it like a living human would do it. They're not going to be sneaky like a ghost. They're not going to risk breaking into your house to go put a shirt in your dresser drawer, you know. And I mean, let's face it, it might be harder to do right now. Everybody's got ring cameras or, you know, all of these cameras on their property because they're cheap enough and easy enough to get. So it's a lot harder.
0: Could you imagine what it would look like on your... Doorbell camera seeing a T-shirt floating in the air. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, nobody needs bed sheets anymore. They just wear T-shirts everywhere, and there's your ghost. <laughs> um, that that's it's interesting though. And again, I'm going to reiterate because I don't want either one of us to get in trouble gaslighting is not always the ghost and and vice versa, please, you know, counseling, marriage therapy, Um, you know, but it, but it wouldn't hurt, I guess, to reach out to Marianne at some point with a phone call or something and be like, is there something here you know, exacerbating this whole situation? Just eliminate it. Exactly. Right. And a lot of times the same thing can be done
0: with negative energy. I I just talked to a family not that long ago where her in-laws absolutely, I mean, he was offered a sizable amount of money to not date her anymore. That's how much the her his parents didn't like her. Oh, wow. And they said no, and they got married anyway, and the negative energy on her. And eventually that really started working on the
1: marriage. Now, let's say somebody lives in a different state from you. <clears throat> they can't have you come out, take care of. If if there's somebody like the stories we're talking about, if they would just smudge on a regular basis, would that really slow down the interference and the causing in the marriage?
0: Yes, but you would have to be very, very consistent. If somebody has that big of a hold, seriously, you're going to have to do it at least Every 12 to 13 days, because after 12 days, Mm -hmm. it starts wearing off. They don't retaliate. You don't have to worry about that when you smudge. But if she couldn't get the energy from him in the house or from the wife because she was, you know, because of the smudging. Mm -hmm. Now, in this case, in John and Jenny's case, she could have easily gone to work with him, though. She didn't have mm-hmm. to stay in the house. So it would depend. but if they can't get to them in the house where you would spend what between night and working, I mean you're out of the house eight to ten hours a day, so it's not like being in the house on top of that,
1: mm-hmm. it would help. And there's other things you know that you can do too. So it's not a complete lost cause if they're not where you can get so smudging, getting a seed. You know, but smudging, because you can get smudge online, you can get it metaphysical shops. So well, this was I think a, a helpful episode for for our friends here who maybe might be experiencing something similar. So just get some smudge, smudge your house really good. And and maybe the little added, like get that smudge everywhere, every room, the attic, the garage, basement. If is it attached to your main living quarters. You need to smoke it up like an 80s bar, not just a little quick blip around, you know, uh, corners and doorways, which is what I hear a lot of people say in Meister. Like, well, I smudged all the corners where the energy will collect. And I'm like, um, you wasted your time. And your money because yeah. that didn't do anything. As soon as you start smudging, that earthbound spirit is going to go to the farthest corner in that house or go stand in the middle because you just did the, the corners. Exactly. You know, um, so that's it. And the smoke is what's doing the work for you. So your doors and windows need to be shut while you're smudging. This whole, like, oh, you're trapping it in. Nah. Not true. Not so, true. Yeah. Doors and and again, shut. you're wasting the
0: smoke by letting it blow out. Wait mm-hmm. two hours, open the windows up and air the place out. But don't forget the crawl space, don't forget the attic. Make mm-hmm. sure you get every part is somebody like Cookie, who is so determined to have her way. Mm-hmm. By the way, she didn't go to the light.
1: She, she followed went back to the men's club. Oh, I... I she no was one. having fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we could potentially run into Clarence again somewhere here in Ohio. You could run into Cookie again somewhere here in Ohio. <laughs> I could. <laughs> the only time that's ever happened when
0: I cleared one of the theaters in downtown Cleveland. And some of them went to the light and some of them did not. And then I got asked to do a theater for one of the TV stations because they had just remodeled. And I'm standing in the lobby with the person that is interviewing me. And all of a sudden, this particular theater has two winding staircases that come down on both sides. And as I'm talking to her, I look up and I see this ghost coming down the steps. And I'm thinking, boy, she looks familiar. She walked right up to me and stood in front of me with her hands on her hips, mind you. And she said, are you going to throw me out of this theater, too, like you did the other one?
1: Why, yes. Yes, I am.
0: (laughs) Actually, no, because I wasn't there for that. I was there for the interview. (laughs) 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 But If I had, there were still three other theaters in this area that she could
1: have gone to like, you just wait. I have place to see in all of them, Missy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm coming you for you. I will find you again. That's right. <laughs> That's fun. Well, this one, again, I think a, a good, helpful episode for, you know, our, our friends, our listeners who are married or in relationships of any sort long term or just starting out. But thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, we'll catch you next week with another episode. Absolutely. And if you have
0: any kind of questions, please let us know. Mm -hmm. We'll see if we can answer them. Or come on Wednesday mornings. We're live every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. you listen to this and you got questions. Come on then on Wednesday morning and we'll get
1: it straightened out for you. We'll answer you live. (laughs) And it's always fun. It is. Thanks for tuning in to When Ghosts Speak. Join us again soon. Goodbye.